Now it's time for the Consumer Fight Back Show. And here's your host, the credit master himself. And welcome to our episode number six of the Consumer Fight Back podcast and radio talk show. We're coming to you courtesy of First Stone Credit Counseling. That's FSCC and the People's Credit Bureau. FSCC is one of the only two still U.S. Treasury approved credit repair companies and education, credit education companies in the United States, meaning we are legal under the Consumer Credit Protection Act, which is a requirement to be legal to do credit repair in this country. And it's sub-law called the Credit Repair Organization Act. If they are not approved by that, they're not legal, and they cannot get you out of credit trouble, and the so-called credit bureaus and collectors know it. So you better check and make sure you've found First Stone Credit Counseling or our one competitor, which is created by, or which was created by the so-called credit bureaus back in 1971, and they're called Consumer Credit Counseling Services. There's a whole bunch of them, but they are actually a collection agency that does credit counseling. They don't do what we do because they won't take the bad news off the credit reports, because the credit bureaus make their money, or two-thirds of it, selling bad news. If everybody had good news in the United, good credit in the United States, or good news, there'd be no credit bureaus, right? Okay. I got a nod. Uh, re- put that down on the recording that I got a nod out of the uh, shadow number two and uh, JD, who are here with me today. Okay. So we've told you a little bit about the lead-in, and speaking of the shadow and J.D., say hello, J.D. Well, hello. Hello to our listeners, and we are excited to be conducting podcasts. We want you to know that we have been on the radio for 18-plus years, and we have been in the credit restoration and credit repair business for 35-plus years. We continue to do this type of work because we enjoy helping consumers with their credit issues. Now today, some of the topics that we're going to talk about would be your FICO score matters. Now, we've touched on that on our uh, last podcast, and we got an email from Janice in Charlotte, North Carolina, and she listened to our last podcast, and she wants to know more about the FICO scoring and how it actually is set up, broken down, and had really really kind of sets up her credit scores and what she needs to do to think about keeping the FICO score up higher. So now, Mr. D, we want you to tell the uh, listeners about the credit scoring and how it affects all of us. But before we start, let's give out our phone number. Would you like to do that for us? Okay, the phone number for First Stone Credit Counseling in case you need credit repair, credit education, is area code 972-235-1188. That's 972-235-1188. And the email is the letters for the company, FSCC at 
first, that's the word, not one ST, stone the word dot com. So FSCC at firststone.com if you want to email us and set up a time to talk. If you're going to join us, it is critical that we make sure you understand certain things because this is a very unusual business. There's nowhere to go to school. The people with the money don't want you to know how to get in trouble because they want to punish for a long time if you get crossways with them. And I'm sure if you've got credit problems or you know somebody that does, you probably already know that. Uh, back to the scoring system. Uh, years ago, before the credit bureaus started having a scoring system, the lenders like bankers and loan companies had a scoring system and they used to compete for the best scores because good scoring, less defaults. And if you're not getting paid back, you're losing money, right? Well, yes, you can take that as a write-off on your taxes, but uh, so many write-offs and you're out of business. So anyway, as things went on, there were lots of different scoring. And so they finally told the so-called credit bureaus, the government calls them consumer reporting agencies. They just don't like that name. So... They went out and searched, and they had three final candidates. The one they chose was a company in California started by a Mr. Fair and a Mr. Isaac. Therefore, FICO, F-I-C-O. And uh, for some reason, they moved to Minnesota. Not sure why. Maybe they thought California was going to fall in the ocean or too many fires or too many liberals. Anyway, uh, the shadow here uh, is laughing. He thinks uh, that uh, that's too much. Anyway, they uh, figured out the FICO, and here's the FICO range. There are different versions. The latest one, the best score you can be is 850, and the worst you can be is 300. Now, let me break that down a little bit more for you. If you are 499, you're an F, as in school. If you're 500, you're a D minus, as in school. And if you're 699, you are considered a B plus, 700's an A minus. 720 starts the A's, they say, and 740 starts the A pluses. But if you want the best interest rates, you need to be 800 and above. And there are several uh, situations that they publish that make up the percentages that make up your total FICO score, for example. Right, J.D.? Yes. Let's talk about how this the scoring system is broken down in percentages. Okay, you've got... 35% for payment history, 30% for the amount you owe, 15% for the length of credit that you have on your credit report, 10% for the type of credit that's on your credit report, and 10% for new credit. Okay, so that's kind of set up in a pie, 
And so it's really good to know those and, and keep those written down somewhere. And we're going to get into reasons for that later. Now, Mr. D., what are some of the negative credit costs? How does it cost us in negative? You know, what? how does it hit our pocketbooks when we have that negative credit? Well, <clears throat> the higher the score, the less chance that you're going to default and people loaning money are in the business of renting their money out, charging a fee called interest, and getting it back. And that's how they make a living rather than uh, go to work and working for somebody or building something and selling it, like automobiles or houses or whatever. So uh, to make up 100%, there's your history. And that means you don't want any lates. And they don't, they're going to lower your score for lates. And too many of them. And uh, it doesn't take much. It's going to cost you more interest rate. Okay, and well, I want to list out some of the, the actual things that really hurt your pocketbook when you've got low uh, uh, scoring. Some of those are higher insurance premiums, like for your house and for your car, higher interest rates on credit cards, personal loans. You may be denied an apartment rental or a mortgage loan. You may lose a promotion at your employment because you have a low credit score. And actually, a lot of people have security clearances that get denied because of the low credit score. Let me inject something there about security clearances. If you have credit problems, they're of the opinion that the enemies in this world, and you hear about them on TV, are going to use that to entice you to work for them by giving our secrets away. So you're going to lose your security clearance. And if you do, you're certainly not going to make the amount of money you had with it. And you probably will even lose your job, especially if you're working for the government in a situation such as the military. Uh, we have the authority, now that it's been brought up, to override revocation of a security clearance. You can't do this if you're not approved to do this under the law through the Consumer Credit Protection Act and Sublaw Credit Repair Organization Act. And there are only two of us that could. The other one does not do that. We've done, uh, I haven't kept track but somewhere around 30, 34 of those, we have stopped people from losing their job because they came to us and we gave them a letter saying that we are in the business of repairing, restoring, fixing it, whatever you want to call it. Okay? So that's very important. Very important. And I want to go over this again because... This, these percentages that affect your FICO score are really important, and I want you to be able to write those down. Okay, so I'm going to say them again. 35% for payment history. That's an ouch. No lates. We're going to talk about late payment here in just a minute. And 30% for the amount that you owe. 
Let's talk about that for a minute okay. because that is a big deal. When you get a credit account or a credit card, particularly, you get a limit. Like maybe your limit is $5,000. They rate you, that doesn't mean to go out and borrow $5,000 just because you can, because that's going to lower your scores, see? So the rule there is not only is it 30% of the 100% that makes up your scoring formula, but anything that you borrow over 35% is starting to put you into a category where you're getting overextended in their opinion. And overextension means you're at greater risk for default. And so the score goes down, okay? Now, the length of time you had credit is only 15%. It's half of that, of the uh, percentage owed. But all of this adds up to a good score. So the length of time, the longer you've had credit and you don't have any lates or other problems, then that adds 15% to the score. The different types of credit is another thing. And if you have new credit, so they want you to be active, and that's the reason, but not too active. Uh, there's also another thing that comes up on your scoring, and it is called hits. Hits are where people pull your score. There are what's known as hard hits. Those are the ones that are published uh, and count against your score. And there are what's called soft hits. If you were to request a copy of your credit report, that's a soft hit and it is not counted against you. But if you're out applying for too much credit, those are hard hits and more than 10 per bureau every two years will lower your score. They stay on for two years and then they drop off. Now, if you're an active business person, my opinion is you're gonna be getting a lot of hits just to do business. Doesn't mean you're a risk. It just means you're a hard worker, but they don't like that. They wanna, they being the so-called credit bureaus, want you to uh, know that uh, or don't, that they're doing their job protecting the lender, okay? So this is a sales point to the lender. We're telling you if they're a higher risk because they are out working uh, to get more credit. But if you're an active entrepreneur in this country, you're going to get a lot. Now, there is an exception to that, and it's the insurance industry who wants a hard hit. And if you're working for a company that represents several types of insurance, they're all going to pull a hit on you every year. So they'll give you 20 if you're an insurance agent before it starts counting against you. Okay? Okay. All right. Let's talk about late payments. Late payments are real ouch, and they can really hurt your FICO score. Mm -hmm. Okay, we talk about 30-day lates, 60-day lates, 90-day lates, and 120-day lates. 
Okay. Now, Mr. D, how does a late payment get on? What would what's the requirement for it to get on the credit report? Well, the number of days. All late payments have to be thirty days late or more before they're supposed to be counted. But that's not the way it works. It's the creditor turning it into the credit bureaus. Now, the law says nothing good or bad has to be on a credit report. Also says that the consumer has equal rights, but we know that in the world, money talks, doesn't it? It may not be the only thing that talks, uh, but some people put it even ahead of the creator. Uh, that's another subject, but the world goes around for an awful lot of people because of money, and credit is a form of money, right? Also, employers like to check your credit score, your credit history. It's an integrity factor. In other words, if you're not responsible with your own credit, you're probably not going to be as responsible with their situation and working for them. So how can I trust you if you can't manage your own, you see? So credit is absolutely for lots and lots of people making the world go around, so to speak. Okay? Okay. Now, if you have a legitimate reason for being late, there is an option that you can do, okay? You mean like a pandemic? <laughs> like a pandemic right now. But like if you're in the hospital, okay, or you had a car accident and, you know, anything can happen to cause you not to get that payment in. And we're going to talk more about getting it in on time. But you can put on a consumer statement on your credit report, Okay. That's what they say, 100 words or less. less. But you have to have a legitimate reason. You have to be able to document it, okay, for being late, if you really want that to work. Let me tell you how so-called credit bureaus think of statements on there. Uh, They would rather take a uh, COVID shot than (laughs) have... A hundred words because uh, space on computers when you have as many customers as they claim, which is everybody in the country, plus some that have passed because they don't know for a while. That's a lot of people and a lot of scores and a lot of computer space. So they don't want to put it on there. Uh, They'd rather take a shot or even a bullet maybe. Getting them to put it on there is very tough, uh, and so forth. But, yes. Uh, well, that's why it's important to add documentation with it when you uh, send in that, because they can't deny the fact that you were, you're honest about what you are saying is your reason. So, late payment history, let's go back and, and, and visit this again. 35% of your credit scoring payment history that's number one that's That's a third yeah so it's so important to mail your payments early and so we want you to think about the path and we've talked about this before 
okay, that your payment goes through when you send in a check. Now, a lot of you do it online. If you do it online, that's fine. It gets in there sometimes. But I will tell you, I have had clients tell me before that the company did not do their um, thorough investigation or put the payment in there on the date that it needs to be in there. So you need to follow up and make sure when you work online to pay your bills that the company is doing it correctly for you. The other thing is if you send in a check, you need to send it in extremely early. And we say 10 days ahead of time, if at all possible for you to do that, because it has to go to the post office. The post office sends it to the, the main post office and they sort it out. And then it gets in the truck and or the airplane and it goes to the city where it belongs. And then it goes to the mail room, especially for credit cards where these companies are so big, they have mail rooms. And then the mail room has to get around to sorting it out and you have to keep in mind that because we have the pandemic, that some of these companies are short of help. Okay, so you can see that by the time it gets into the hands of the person that actually does the data entry, okay, it has, has a lot of steps to go through. So think about that. Think about paying it ahead of time so you don't have to worry about payment history, late payment history on your credit report. And Mr. D, how long can that payment stay on there, that late payment? It can stay on there for seven years from the date of activity. There's a thing in the credit industry, a term called DLA, date of last activity, sets up the time frame. Now, if they're going to put the late on there, theoretically, they're supposed to check with you, but they don't because they don't have the time or the money which is hiring people to do it and paying them to check. So they take the opinion of the creditor who is under contract to do things a certain way. Although creditors get in a hurry, so it's up to you to check once a year. You can tell the credit bureaus that you want a free credit report. And there are three big ones, uh, Equifax, the oldest, out of Atlanta. TransUnion uh, started in Chicago, now, now owned by Goldman Sachs in uh, New York. And Experian, which used to be the most aggressive, which was called TRW. And uh, they have different locations. You can find them online. And you want a credit score, if they're not giving it to you, go to the Federal Trade Commission, and that's ftc.gov, and tell them you want your free credit report. They're going to try to get some money out of you. So if you want the scores, oh, well, those aren't free. And most people don't have a clue what their score is, unless... They buy the score or somebody tells them. Now, one of the things some of the credit card companies are doing is if you get our credit card, we'll tell you what the score is. And some of these people use all three bureaus and some of them only use one or two. And sometimes they get crossways with one of them. So if you're not getting all three credit scores and you're applying for something new, 
like a car, which is a lot of money, or a house, they're probably going to pull all three. And if one of them is low, they may charge you more interest. Let me tell you how punishing interest is on a home loan, for example. And there are different time frames. Some of them are five years, 10 years, 15, 20, 30. The maximum, they've tried to have them 40 and 50 years, but uh, they haven't gotten that approved yet, is 30 years, and that's what you want. Uh, we'll do a show on that one of these days. We did some on it in the past that you want a 30-year loan because uh, this is the way it's figured. And if you, I'll tell you a little secret here in a moment. But on a 30-year loan, each point of interest, factoring in the fact that you had to earn the money and pay tax on it, is approximately $50,000 out of your pocket per 100,000 alone. And you don't get a heck of a lot of house anymore for 100 grand. So if you've got a $200,000 house or 300, 200, it's 100,000 extra dollars to have a four-point loan than a three-point loan interest rate. Okay, and if it was two points more and it was a $200,000 house, you're looking at 200 grand more in interest for your house than the guy that has good credit. It's not cheap, is it? Okay, now, Mr. D, I want them to know that their FICO score tells the lender the likelihood of whether you will pay back that loan, and the lender goes deeply into your credit history and looks at your credit report, not just at the score. They go down and they look to see if there's any late payment history. They look at your debt to income ratio and they get into some serious looking about your uh, FICO scores and what is being reported on your credit report. Now, I wanna go back and revisit credit limits because that will really affect your scoring. Well, I promised your... them that one little secret here, okay. so let me yeah. give you that okay. about houses. If you make, instead of 12 payments on that 30-year loan, you make 13, you're taking a 30-year loan and making it about a 23-year loan. Why? Because the last payment goes towards principal only, Whereas the other payments go towards interest first, and whatever is left over goes towards the principal. If you make two, it drops it down to around 17 or 18 years, they tell me, okay? But if something happens and you get sick and you're not making as much money, you can go back to 12 and you're not having late payments on your credit report. As long as you do like J.D. said, what you need to do is to get in the habit of sending that payment in early. And by the way, the CIA, the FBI, and the Treasury don't all agree on much, but one thing they all agree on is don't put your credit card on the Internet. 
unless you want to get hacked in trouble and a lot of extra work. Well, anyway, we're approaching the end of our time for this day. Okay, can I quickly get into this credit limit thing? I wanted to give them an example. All of your credit cards have a credit limit. And if you go over the 35% of what the credit limit is, your scores are going to drop dramatically. And here's an example. Your limit is 2500 35% of $2,500 is $850. And you subtract $850 from $2,500, and you have $1,650 to spend. Think about that. So when you go shopping, you have to know what you've already got on that credit card before you go spend some more. Okay, so be sure you watch what your credit limit is and right. what, how much you have already charged on that card. 35% is below is what they like, but your credit, if you're good, your credit card company wants knows that you might know that, and they'll raise your limit, so your amount will go up. But what is really deadly is if you go over limit, and they report it to the credit bureau. Now, if you go over limit, the total amount, let's say it was 5000 and you went over 5000 you call them, and you reason with them that you're going to get it back down. You're sorry you had an emergency, okay? Or you might join First Stone Credit Counseling's partner, the People's Credit Bureau, and... We're uh, running out of time for our 30-minute pod and radio show at this time. By the way, we will be going to an hour soon, and we will start connecting it up with different stations as we expand. The company does business, according to the law, USA-wide. In fact, we even have some customers overseas because they're in the military. Okay, Mr. D, give out our phone number and email address. And uh, if you call us, the first appointment uh, is the conference is free. And call us at 972 area code 235-1188. The phones are live 9 to 5 weekdays. It takes messages 24-7. And you also can email us, and we'll call you back and set up a time because we need to talk to you. This is not a business where texting and email works in the beginning. As we go along down the road and you're a customer, uh, emailing and faxing works. We don't text. There's and we some good are reasons. nationwide. Okay. We we're not only nationwide. We're United States. We're sometimes out of the country. So... Uh, if you have any questions, you have the phone numbers, you have the email, call us. Uh, we give installment payments to those who are not financeable. Uh, the incredible thing that bankers tell us that have looked at this, we've been around with the companies 30 years. We have about five or six years more experience with that than that. Uh, is that they're shocked that 98% of the people who are unfinanceable pay us out. I explained to them they like us because we have a reputation of getting them out of trouble 98, 99% of the time.
So anyway, uh, Shadow, you got any comments? Nope. No comments. JD, anymore? <clears throat> well, I just want our listeners to know that if we have said something today that prompted you to think about a credit issue that you have, don't hesitate to give us a call or email us, and let's talk about it. I'm Otherwise, sure we help you. we'll be seeing you next week. And we're going to talk a little bit about the CARES Act and some things where they gave you, you lost your job, and so they told you you have on sabbatical, so to speak, where you didn't have to make the payments, but the payments are now, that's going away, especially as they get more vaccine. Well, anyway, uh, give us a call, and we'll see you next week with the Consumer Fight Back podcast radio talk show. Bye Bye now.